Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. In fact, wherever or whenever you're listening to this episode of the NI Golf Channel podcast, we're back, me and Emma, for a wee bit of golfing chit chat. We are indeed, and we'll hear from recently crowned Irish Golf champion Anna Foster. We'll reflect on that breakthrough win for Johnny Caldwell in Sweden. And we'll have our usual roundup, including the latest amateur news. But before all that, we'll start with something very, very, very unusual, and that's <laughs> some tipping success, because none other than myself, yes, indeed, myself, correctly tipped John Ram to win the US Open. Now, you can say what you like about him being one of the pre-event favourites, playing on a course he loves, having success before, but listeners will know that Emma is a big fan. She has made yep. a point of tipping him for previous majors. So finally, she's got him over the line. And here's what it said, having won. Please join me in welcoming the champion of the 121st U.S. Open, John Rahm. John, how's that sound? Sounds good. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Um, I'm still a little bit on, on golf mode, right? Uh, I feel like when we're... I'm in that mode. It takes me a while to, to get out of it. Uh, it might not, It probably won't happen tonight. It might happen tomorrow. I don't know. At some point, it'll hit me. Um, but I'm still thinking that there might be a playoff. I've been scarred before, so it's 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 incredible that I'm sitting next to this trophy. You know, um, a couple of weeks ago, I watched my good friend Phil win it. Not this one, but win uh, win the PGA, and I took a lot of inspiration from that. You know, um, I've been close before. And I just knew on a Sunday, the way I had been playing on the Sundays the last few the last few majors, I just had to be close. And I knew I could get it done. And I'm keeping that good Sunday mojo going. Uh, and, man, I got it done in, in a fashion that apparently only can happen to me at Torrey Pines. While you're in golf mode, talk about those last two putts. Did you know kind of what score you thought you needed to post? And what were you seeing there on those putts? So <laughs> when I missed my putt on 14... I told Adam, you know, it was a good putt. The one on 13 was slightly pushed. The one on 14 was a good putt. It's just point of greens happened. It didn't roll as truthfully as it could have rolled. And I told him, two fours and two threes on the last four holes wins the tournament. Uh, and that's what I set out to do, you know, and play four really good holes. Uh, and not that I was really thinking about it on 17, but last time I won here, I finished Birdie Eagle, and I knew I could finish strong again. I knew history could get close to repeating itself, and I was aware of it hitting that putt, and I stayed patient all day. Uh, I haven't made many long putts all week. I made one on Thursday on, on 14, but uh, that's the kind of putts I like, you know. Uh, I've made a couple of long left to righters in the past in some clutch moments, and I was able to get two more in the last two holes. I'm kind of disappointed he didn't turn around and say to you, Emma, listen, thanks for all the support. Thanks no, for never no. losing faith in me. It was, it was a, you know, he just had a lot of other people. I'm sure there'll be like a nice wee letter in the post or some, some, some personal inbox message at some point. Definitely, definitely. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, like you said, it was, it, everybody's been saying it, of course, haven't they? It's coming, it's coming. He's going to win a major. Um, it just you know he said himself about the the about karma and all that stuff and just the way he handled that whole COVID situation. He had pulled out of that um event when he was so far ahead, 
and the composure with which he did it was kind of I mean he is he's a very good supporter of lots of causes and he is away from the force his temper is obviously a lot calmer his temperament is much more cool guy than fiery however the way he dealt with that was almost it was almost unlike him in some some ways you know the initial response there wasn't even there wasn't even a flicker of the anger sure there wasn't and so that just made me really think do you know what this is this is his stars aligning and that's kind of you know it's almost like that happening after the Tiger Woods 2008 at Tory Pines. It was almost everything about it was kind of written in the stars. So poor wee Louis must have had a lot of that hanging over his head when he went out on Sunday. Well, it was a very good tournament. A great watch mm -hmm. on, the, on the last day. Some really, yeah. you know, we'll talk about the cream rising to the top. Had a lot of the best players in the world all battling it out. Did you believe on Sunday morning that Johnny was going to do the business? You know, I what I still obviously wanted him to, and that sounds awful because obviously I'm dying for Rory. Don't get me wrong, I am dying for Rory to get over that line as well. But it feels like he is he's made another massive step towards that and he's almost I mean, gradually for somebody who's not a mere mortal on the golf course, gradually making his way back there. Whereas Ram, it's like he's just been on the verge so much. And I have to say, as soon as as soon as he finished the first hole. I was like, right, that's it. This is this is his. And I was, you know, Louis Susan is fabulous, and particularly that video that they play all the time and will play again, where he's miming. Sing, <laughs> right? so, miming. I mean, he's a total legend, and I would have been very happy with him winning as well. I think that's the thing. There was so many great players and people that, you know, players that have so much personality that you're drawn to as well. It wasn't just the the shambles having a bit of a shambles. Oh dear and all that kind of thing it had everything didn't it it was brilliant but yeah i have to say after that first hole it was like you know that look that they get in their eye now tiger used to have it all the time and we can't compare everybody to tiger but sometimes you know even justin rose when he won the US open at marion that that pre um pre-tournament i'm uh, sorry pre-final round interview he gave it was him and him and luke donald it was down to really i mean mickelson came into it but the way luke donald spoke was quite on the and i and you know and Justin Rosie had that glint, and I think Nick Faldo's talked about having that almost well, not the glint in his eye, but the determination and almost the inner knowledge that even if the outside world doesn't know you're going to win this thing, that you kind of feel like you're going to win it. And so even when he like the the little you could say errors that crept in, of course they're going to at, at the third and fourth. It was almost like watching Tiger, and you know when you've got the confidence, you're like, well, it's just going to be interesting to see how he gets out of it. There wasn't there wasn't the fear and the oh no, what are you doing over there? And when he said afterwards about it being for Seve, in a way, you think, do you know what? I'm pretty sure that the man himself would have been quite impressed with a lot of those ways that he was getting back onto the greens and getting himself out of trouble and all that side of it as well, as well as being very proud of him for his consummately winning it. So, yeah, I did. I did. The short answer is yes, I did believe he could do it. There we go. I've shut up my what about you? Did you who who did you think was gonna? Um, think after gonna nine holes, I'd have put money on Rory. And then he had a little brain fart over that short putt that he putted. <laughs> and after that, really, he wasn't really... And then he double bogeyed the next. Got a bit unfortunate. But, mm. you know, you could see he was clearly still thinking about that. The, the, yeah. Louis, the Louis thing is just unbelievable. How that man has only won one major with the way he plays golf and the way he regularly contends in majors is just mm. unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. And, you know, he just doesn't seem to get a break. He plays so well major after major yeah. contention after contention and gets eventually gets gets beaten in the end and 
John Ram certainly won that. Like he birdied 17, yeah. 18. He, he took it away from the rest of them. It was yeah. tight enough even at that stage. He was, and then he just going bang, bang, thank you very much, game over. Yeah, so well that, that's sort of what I said to my other half when we were watching. I was like, you know, at the beginning, before the last three or four groups went out, I said, you know what? I, there's so many reasons it'd be great for Louis to win this, but I just hope someone comes and takes it from him. Not that he messes it up, because that's just no. Well, nobody wants to see that happen. But also, he just he didn't deserve that. Like the way he the way he played, he didn't he didn't deserve that. And also, if he's gonna lose and to come as another major, you don't want it to have been because he messed it up. Dear God, no. I mean, at when, least that's the thing. He didn't do he didn't do a lot wrong, really. Yeah. You know, it's a U.S. Open. It's gonna be hard. The scoring isn't gonna be massively high, and to birdie the last two holes the way he did was exceptional from Ram. I mean, it really was ridiculous. <laughs> well, it kind of sets up the, the next major, obviously, which which yeah. is the Open. Um, because like with Big Phil's success at the PGA, it was a great story. We had this one, which has been a great story. And now, fingers crossed, next month we'll have another great story at the Open Championship. And, yeah. you know, the same people could well be in the mix again. Um, uh, certainly Rory, um, just Thomas, who was bouncing about for a while. It'd be interesting to see how Bryson approaches things. But yeah. John Ram could very well just go on a run now. Back to world number one, as you say, he's nice and settled, got a wee child, family's all settled. Anything's, anything could happen for that man now in a wee way. I wouldn't put it yeah. past him. Absolutely. I think you're totally right about the, the possibility and the chances are it will be very much. like I, I reckon that that leaderboard, the final day of the Open, is going to bear a lot of resemblance names-wise. I think you could be spot on there to, the, um, to what we saw um last weekend definitely and it's going to be exciting i mean i think that's the other thing everyone just doubly can't wait for the open after not having one and you know shane Roy being the longest reigning open champion in forever after dj being the shortest ever masters champion and it's you know it's everyone's looking forward to it anyway and it's just you've got everyone champing at the bit and i think the players are as well i think they'll be raring to go it's going to be excellent i think it's going to be brilliant i'm staying with the major thing um and it's a third now I think it's the third. There's so many majors going on, and this is the third <laughs> women's major of the year, which is the KPMG Championship of the Atlanta Athletic Club. Mm -hmm. Now, Stephanie Meadows in the field. Obviously, Stephanie's had a rough run of it. She really needs the last few events, missing cuts and things. She needs to get her season going. But yep. also in the field is the in-form Yona McGuire. She grabbed her second runner-up finish of 2021 at the major, I think that's how you say it, classic mm -hmm. last week. Now, Yona heads into the KPMG really on a high. She's been playing some brilliant stuff. She's right, yeah. right up the rankings. She's definitely in the Solheim Cup frame. Would you tip her to win? I mean, it's one of those, isn't it? That it feels it's that confidence thing again. And you know, she was going up against Nelly there, and. Again, she didn't. She didn't lose that. You know, Nelly. Nelly had a really, really good final round, and it feels like she's on the verge of something. And it wouldn't put it past her for her maiden victory to be a major championship. She's just so calm, and she's been sussing out the LPGA tour all season. She's been figuring out how her game works, how she maintains her her you know mentality amongst all these other players. She's had a lot of 
success. She's had a you know a couple of rounds and then not played quite as well. But, and then she's figured out how to put it all together now. It's again, it's like you know, the the blueprint is there now, and it's just again a matter of time now. Will it will it be a major? I I don't see why not. I mean, maybe I'm still on a bit of a high from and and from sleep deprivation from flipping majors being on the west coast of America. Who knows? At least this one's in Atlanta. Thank goodness. So we might all get a bit more kip. But um. I, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to say, yeah, I don't see why not. I think she's fantastic. She's on fire, but she's calmly on fire if there is such a thing. And the women's game, I think, is always much harder to predict. I mean, you and I come nowhere close most of the time. So again, maybe I don't want to say that because the magic might have worn off and she might not make the cut. The magic <laughs> might have operated. I, 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 listen, I was, I was looking around trying to find a few tips. Mm-hmm. Um, for this time round, and to be honest with you, you know, you would have to go Nelly Cordes, who's been so consistent all year, but like some of the top names last week in that Niger class, like Anna Northwest, who's a, who's a, a renowned player and a class act, mm-hmm. she's had a terrible season. She finished mm-hmm. in the top five. Inji Chunder as well, um, another player she won the Open, the US Open 2015, yeah. done nothing all season either. So I'm not even going to put my head over the parapet at this one. I'm just going to say, hopefully. Hopefully, uh, Leona continues to make the strides that she's making, and I'd love to see um, mm-hmm. Stephanie come up as well and, and um, at least yeah. make a cut and get a few pounds together. Yes, exactly, because we sort of forget that that bit is, um, yeah, you know, that's that's the essence of, particularly if you're not having the best season, that is actually really important, isn't it? Yeah. But away from the pros, uh, time for a quick amateur roundup. And Golf Ireland have announced that Ireland will not be competing in this year's European Boys and Girls Team Championships. It's scheduled to take place in Denmark and Portugal, respectively, from July the 6th to 10th. And players and team officials based in Northern Ireland would be subject to a 10-day quarantine on returning from both countries. So it's just the logistics of it are very tricky. As a result, following consultation with public health officials, it was decided that they withdraw from this year's championships. The Euro Ladies Team Championships are due to be played at Royal County Down in early July, so fingers crossed that event will remain unaffected. I heard some wags on social media saying, why don't you just pick a team from everybody in the Republic of Ireland? I didn't bait. I didn't bait. Didn't bait. <laughs> anyway, Castle Martyrs John O'Brien is the 2021 Monster Senior Men's Open Amateur Champion after a four-stroke win at Tipperary Golf Club. Um, he finished one, he was the only player to finish on the par, actually, ahead of Banbridge's mm. Jim Carville and Shandon Park's Philip Purdy. Meanwhile, Alex McGuire from Leitown and Betty's Town won the Connacht Men's Stroke Play title. Uh, Robert Moran and Aidan Walsh uh, have won the ISPS Handa Ulster Men's and Women's Stroke Play Championships at Royal County Down Golf Club. The 54-hole event came right down to the wire for the men as overnight leader Ron Lester and Moran needed an additional three-hole playoff to separate them. By the way, those people will get into the ISPS hand event, which is mm. quickly coming down the line. I played in the media day with a great day at the media and sponsors day, Emma, and somebody, yeah. <coughs> somebody <coughs> might have come away with second place in the individual event. Really? Who? Who would that have been? Oh, oh, oh. Me. Thanks, <gasps> Emma. Thanks, Emma. <gasps> nice there you go. Six what? points did the business. Oh, get in there, PK. Yes. Ooh, yes. That's the boy. Are all. 
Anyway, in the Irish Women's Close Championship, Anna Foster edged out Kirkus Beth Coulter 2-1 at Bally Bunyan. There's a golf course I've always wanted to get down to. Uh, mm. Anna spoke to Golf Ireland's Daniel Kelly after her success. I'm just on today, 6-5 and five one this morning, 2-1 and one in the afternoon, winning the first hole. Did, did that set the stall straight away that in the final you were never behind Beth? I think it definitely um, really helped that I won the first hole um, because I knew there was it was going to be a really tight match and if I could even get up one hole, it would help. And um, I just was trying to tell myself the entire time, like, like Beth's a great player, like, she's going to get this back. Just hang on, like, don't let her, like, kind of start going. Because when, like, I, like, I know when Beth kind of gets hot, like, she gets really hot. So I just had to kind of hang in there. And it was great. Like, I was able to kind of build up then two up through ten or something and then just try and hold on to that. So it was, it was um, yeah, definitely helped. We've seen the TV this week. So at lunchtime at dinner time, like you're eating together, you, the two you seem really close. Did that make things more difficult today, or easier playing against such a close friend? Um, I think like we played against each other before in like semi-finals and finals of other things years ago. Um, but I think it definitely makes you more comfortable. Um, and we knew that like one of us would win and one of us would lose, and like we were fine with that because like we were like we're great friends so it didn't really matter I don't think this is a course that you clearly have fond memories of you mentioned in your win speech you made your Ireland debut here you've now won your first national title here so it's certainly a place that in years time you'll always look back fondly on Bali won't you yeah I remember when I saw that the Irish coast was on here I couldn't wait like I was really hoping that it would go ahead with Covid and everything because I like really loved it here and it's kind of a place that you don't really kind of pass through or anything like you have to you're, when you're going to Ballybunion like you're not really like going anywhere else you're going to Ballybunion so um yeah I was delighted to be back and like I was just kind of trying to remind myself of all like the good memories I had and everything like that and finally just looking at the trophy already from here I can see Fiona Maguire, Lisa Maguire, yeah. Olivia Mahaffey your name's been added to that what does that mean to you to be on such a historic trophy but with players modern contemporaries that are have gone on to have such successful careers oh god i'm not sure i'm just delighted to even be there amongst them like it's a privilege um to have my name beside the likes of the maguire twins and the living mahaffey and everyone like it's just kind of a stepping stone like another kind of um thing ticked off the list really um that i'm delighted to have you know congratulations thanks very much thank you so Olympic qualifying concluded at the US Open for the men. Ireland will be represented by Rory McIlroy and Shane Lowry in Japan from August, sorry, not August, from July the 29th until the 1st of August. Uh, there's been a high number of high profile withdrawals, though, amongst them Tyrrell Hatton, Sergio Garcia, and I think Louis Oosthuizen as well. And um, Dustin Johnson as well, yeah. yeah. Or DJ Actually, as well. There's yeah. been a clatter of them. A clatter of them, yeah. by the way. None of the three medalist last year last time last year last olympics got through mm. they've all missed it um, yeah. and i don't know whether that means it's highly competitive or whether it just means the interest a lot of these people are they're putting um, the lights of the playoffs over in america ahead of the olympics now mm. we know it's a totally different attitude for the women the women yeah. have target the olympics they understand it's it's its ability to make them more marketable. The men obviously still don't feel the need to the need it, but yeah. um, it'd be interesting to see now whether there'll be any more. Still, 
the pandemic's still going to still quite quite a major issue over in Japan. Although I believe that they're going to let um, spectators into some of the events. I think it's about ten thousand a day they're talking about. So uh, they I I I don't know. Between now and then, there could be a few more dropouts. Mm. Anyway, Northern Ireland's latest European tour winner, Clandy Boys Johnny Caldwell, what a man! Returns Ooh. to action at the BMW International in Germany. Uh, Johnny's up to forty fourth in the race to Dubai rankings. Uh, he's joined mm-hmm. in the field by Pori Carrington, Paul Dunn, and Nell Kearney. One of the feel good stories so far of twenty twenty one, Emma. Yes, it has. It definitely has been. Um, I think the the European Tour has been sort of feeding us these. There's been a whole run of very emotional wins with right. Richard Bland and then Artage and then Caldwell. It's like yeah, there's a there's a lot of a lot of emotion coming through in these you know people for for different reasons, but the you know the the lifers as it were who are really you know Blandy's obviously forty eight, so he's you know a good bit older than Johnny Caldwell, but. It, just it's that thing of them having done it for such a long time mm-hmm. and the fact that they've kept going and like we were saying briefly earlier you know it's it's difficult it's a difficult life when you're on the on the fringes of it you know we, we all the glamour and the ease of playing your caddy and the ease of staying where you want for the you know the more successful regularly more successful players is it's very different situation so you know it's a real grind for for the lifers to to get there and you know well deserved for apart from anything just just for sticking in there and, and having that self-belief that it would happen one day and you know it's really quite inspiring if we could take that into our own lives and careers it would actually maybe a few of us would you know knuckle down and, and get on a bit, bit further rather than just waiting for the weekends to come <laughs> i think um i we remember on a previous podcast episode that me and morris jeff formerly of this territory uh, claimed that um Johnny's earning his tour card back a few years ago was the, the big story of that year. Um, and he, he, he's such an unassuming, quiet person. He goes about his business without any fanfare. He has been playing all right without playing brilliantly. He, mm-hmm. he, but it's always one of the things that always has always amazed me about golfers is these people who plow on and plow on and plow on year after year mini tour after mini tour spending a fortune getting in debt up to their neck and you just think yourself, what what are you doing you're just <laughs> you're driving yourself insane and it's cost me a fortune and you're not going to make the breakthrough and you're going to end up spending your life paying off this debt and then you get these stories like johnny caldwell who out of nowhere click into gear, find it, get their moment in the sun and, 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 and find a way to win. So, you know, obviously Richard Bland's a big story because he, he was on at 480, 500 events before he finally got his win. Um, and hopefully Johnny will not have to wait, not, not have to wait another 10 years before he gets another <laughs> win. But yeah. um, the fact that for the first time probably ever in his career, he now has the option to play in all these big events, like if he keeps his nose clean he's yep. off to dubai you know the opportunity then all that big all that big money he's got he's, he can play um you know 
it continues to go up the rankings, it all becomes a spiral where you're, you're going up and you're getting into these yeah. events and you're getting into PGA events and you suddenly, you know, you can plan a schedule that's totally different from what you had to. So, yeah. you know, it's so good, such a good story and such a such a decent fella as well, in the back of it all. And, and a man who stayed unbelievably true to Clamby by and his roots. You know, you'll yeah, still definitely. find him up there playing golf. He has and a lot of celebrations there. I think oh, like they were big. Yeah. Not, not, not short lived either. <laughs> no, no, they were big. So fingers crossed. Now he's, he, he's, as I said, he's, he's in Germany. We'll see what state he's in now playing. He's been off for a week. Could be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, he'll, he'll have a few slightly jet lags. People coming from the west coast of America. So hopefully he'll be able to get the, give them the run of it anyway. Um, and so meanwhile, also the challenge tour is in France. Uh, Northern Ireland Open champ John Murphy will be in action with Jonathan Yates, Gavin Moynihan, Robin Dawson, Paul McBride, Conor O'Rourke and Cameron Raymond. And the LET is in the Czech Republic for the Czech Ladies Open. Yeah, we don't have anybody playing on the LET. But they're they're all playing over in America. Olivia's playing on the on the women's mini tours over in the States at the minute and doing reasonably well. But there's yeah, still no, there's still no ladies, Irish ladies golfers playing the European tour. No, well, they, it's sort of that thing where they take the college route, don't they? Nobody, That's nobody right. thus far really has gone the the LET kind of as you know. Nobody would on the LET would like to, it to be thought of as a feeder tour for the LPGA, the same as the the men's equivalents. But it it sort of has been in in a way, hasn't it? Quite recently, in particular, when it's been in in a bit of trouble. But yeah, not they've they, they don't really go that direction. They they head west, don't they? they head west, west, youngster. And, yeah, exactly. And that's it for another episode. Um, next up in terms of the big golf is the Irish Open at Mount Juliet. Ireland's big four will be playing. Um, and I think there's going to be some fans allowed in there. So finally, we could have a great atmosphere. Unfortunately, Emma, I'm not going. I'm not attending. Oh, you no. had to you had to stay in the bubble to be attending. Oh. Um, and I didn't fancy. Uh, it's quite expensive to be honest with you, but I didn't fancy the whole having to get PCR tested every day and stay in the hotel and not be able to talk to anybody and stay in your room and all so yeah, uh, i hope everybody sick. down there has a, I hope, I hope everybody down there at mount juliet has a great time because yeah. you know they have waited a full year um so it should be a good one we'll, we'll pick that up when we come back and thanks that once again to everyone who listens and engages with us on social media we'll be back in a few weeks with more updates more news more opinion more clips emma what did you spend your winnings on from John Ram doing the business at the US Open? Well, his, he had such short odds, they will not be buying very much. And I have to say that even though I didn't mention him, I made more money on my each way on Xander Shoeflay. Right, we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. All right, don't touch me. Sea <laughs> woo. Chicken head ass.